Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Girl Club. <laughs> I, well, you guys, you know, I uh, as you guys are filtering in, I just want to welcome you. Um, maybe type in a little in the little comment box where you're tuning in from around the world. We'd love to kind of know who's joining us and where you're joining us from. I'm Cynthia Garrett. Welcome to Girl Club. You know, every every week I I, I try to pray and ask the Lord, like, okay, what do you want to teach this week? What do we need to hear? And I got to tell you, it's always something that all of us here at Girl Club need to hear. And so joining me this week, as every week, is my Girl Club crew. You know the regulars. Christina Boudreau. Hey, CB. How are you this Hi. week? Hi. Good. How are you guys? I'm good. It's always good to see your face. You too. <laughs> and Christina Reynolds. What up? Hey guys. Hey everybody. <laughs> for those of you, for those of you guys who also watch the sessions, you know Christina Reynolds from the sessions um, on TBN, my show there. Uh, Girl Club's really special for us, especially because on the sessions, Christina is usually only singing and leading worship, and I just love to get her opened up and talking. And um, joining us also is Nova Page. Hey Nova. Hi Sam Bam. No, no, Nova, you've been like the mic drop extraordinaire girl for the last couple of weeks. I know. I don't know about that. I feel like I've just had my feet to the fire. <laughs> and when that happens, man, oof. you drop yeah. the mic. <laughs> I mean, what else do you do? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You learn, yeah. You learn that you learn to, uh, you get a you get a lot of wisdom, and it always it, it's always amazing to be how I never as wise as I am when I'm struggling and suffering. I know, true, it's true. So, it's like you can have so much wisdom when other people are going through stuff. It's like let me tell you, let me give you some wisdom, and that's like Lord, help me see that in when I'm in the valley and I'm, yeah. when I'm in the struggle. That's yeah. part of it, though, don't you think? It's just yeah. part of the process. I, I think, I think in all honesty, at least for myself also, I think I'm so, I'm in a much more humble place when I'm going through stuff and yeah. it's like God can kind of speak to me more and I really don't care. I'm not looking for anybody's approval. I'm just looking to be God's yeah. approval. It's weird. So it's like, I think it just, it breaks you so far down to a place where you can, <laughs> you can be more effective maybe, hmm. you know? Well, you guys, I know we kind of, um, before Girl Club, everybody, we I'll tend to say, hey, you guys, this is kind of what I'm vibing this week. And uh, just so that the, the girls can get ready to pop some words of wisdom and, and, and teaching to you as well. But, you know, I was thinking about words and identity, you know, and um, words and identity for better and worse in terms of how you live your life. And, you know, it's funny because the Holy Spirit said to me, words and identity till death do you part. That is kind of the question, right? Like, I think words for better and worse can speak things over your life. But the question is, what of those things do you want to be until death, right? Some of those things you want to change. You know, and so I found myself kind of walking down this path and I want to present some questions to you as we start this morning. And I want you to write these questions down. I want you to write the scripture down that you're going to learn this morning. I want you to send us your comments and your questions so I can kind of try to incorporate you into the conversation for those of you watching in our virtual audience. Um, and even, you know, after the fact, if you come to Girl Club and you're not live on Saturday morning, but you're watching a repeat episode, send your questions in, you know, on YouTube, on our Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel when you're watching, because then we can try to backtrack and, and, and answer your questions, give you a shout out. We want to be here for you. We want to love on you. We want Girl Club to become a real club around the world of sisters, you know, united together in sisterhood and in the fellowship of Christ. So I want to present you with some questions today and um, let's start. Does something always sabotage your plans, right? Do you feel like a failure going around the same mountain year after year? You know, hindering spirits that distract you will bring delay and disappointment. 
and there are demons as, uh, attached to this. And these demons are assigned to hold you in bondage and to steal your identity. We know by Revelation 12 that the dragon, who's Satan in Revelation, fell to earth with little time and great fury. Interesting the way this is phrased. He came to gather as many souls for his kingdom as possible because he's got little time and great fury. But he ran into a roadblock. That roadblock is called the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. And that's the news for your life. In Revelation 12, 11, they overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives unto death. There's something powerful about that scripture as we move forward through today, because in reality, we know how powerful testimony is, right? The testimony of what God's done in our life is really powerful. And it helps us to grow into fellowship and iron sharpens iron. And we do that by sharing our testimony. But the blood of the lamb, it's the ultimate sword against Satan. It's the it's the roadblock that Satan ran into and runs into continuously in trying to hinder the plans for your life. And they did not love their lives unto death. Something about that is so powerful because it means that we've got to not value this fleshly world and this life so much that we're willing to die for it. And that's really powerful because the reality is that the things you're willing to die for, like no one can make you afraid. No one can hinder you. You know, I know I jump in front of a moving bus for my son. So come on, bear, run me down. Do you know what I mean? There's certain places and certain stances, you know, I'm immovable. I'm willing to die for this. And, you know, a really great evangelist friend of mine in Indonesia named Philip Mantofa said to me that he believed that God was going was using the Eastern church, the Asian church and the revival that goes on with people meeting underground and having to basically risk death to learn about Christ. He believes that God is using that to make the Western church jealous because he said, you know, if Christ isn't worth dying for, he's not worth living for. And so mm. I got to give you that one today because it's true. You know, if Christ is not worth dying for, he's not worth living for, you know? Mm. Why, why Why? would we put all that we put into the people that we love, the things that we love, the careers that we desire, all the things we want, our children, if they're not worth dying for, you know? So um, Satan can't have our souls, right? Because of the blood of Jesus. So he aims at hiding our testimony. And that's the vulnerable area where Satan uses distraction and a lot of things to take us off course, to delay us, and then bring in hope and deferment on top of the delay, right? Because there's nothing like, you know, hope delayed, right? We know it makes it can make the heart grow sick. Um, so if the demonic kingdom can delay you long enough, you may also begin to hear mocking spirits. We'll try to talk a little bit about mocking spirits later on today uh, in the hour, if not next week, because this, I believe this is going to be a big study and a big, um, just a big area that we need to really look at and spend some time looking at. Mm. So I am real familiar with mocking spirits. My husband actually saw one in our home at one point. It is the spirit, the demon that constantly shows up to mock um, my relationship with my son. He wants to just sow and wreak havoc there in the areas um, surrounding things that I'm believing over him and that I'm believing over my life as well. So um, we know that what these mocking spirits do is they whisper things like, you're a failure. You'll never amount to anything. Nothing's ever perfect enough for you. These words then can begin to distort your self-image and cause you to agree with those words and make a covenant with the enemy over your life or someone else's life. And then you begin to repeat from that covenant that you've just made. I'm unworthy. I'm not able to. I'm always a day late and a dollar short. I'm too old. I'm too fat. I'm not the right color. I'm not the right age. You know, um, I'm not talented enough. Uh, I can't. I love that one. I think those two words, I can't, are the most powerful agreement uh, with mm -hmm. the enemy over our lives and against our testimonies, because what can't you do with Jesus Christ who strengthens you, right? Mm -hmm. So these negative words, I call negative word curses, 
that you agree with allow these hindering spirits to set up shop and derail you completely. And how you see yourself establishes the spiritual ceiling that is now over your life. Because in all honesty, we're the sum total of our words, often our words to ourselves, which are the most powerful ones. And those words will equal actions. And those actions will equal your life. And right now today, what I would like to do is to get us to make a decision to change our lives. And the way that we do that is is to walk through really looking at this in all honesty. And, and I really want it for each and every one of us here. And I really want it for all of you out there who are watching. Um, and we can do it. We can do it. We're responsible for it. So in removing the spiritual ceiling over our lives, I, I kind of want us to be a little transparent today. And I want to start in a pretty vulnerable space and ask you guys, um, what words have colored your lives? What words have marked your lives in a negative way? You know, and some of them may be positive, but what what are the words that have marked your life really in that sort of secret negative kind of hurtful space? Yeah. I'll go cuz I feel like <laughs> Yeah, we'll all, we'll all just say it because we'll there's just so throw much. We probably <laughs> yeah. all have the same ones. <laughs> Go for it. But always uh, that not enough, not good enough. That someone else will always get. Uh, it's 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 so I hate saying it because I do not agree with these things. But these are the things that I have struggled with, and oh, I they, now you know my thirties are like no, I do not yeah, want to agree but, with that. But the enemy is a liar. So it's not even right, about agree. Right. It's the enemy's a liar. So uh, right, stare right. the law down. Right. But I think the biggest one that I've always, that has kind of been like the reoccurring one is that God loves me, but he loves that person more. He'll take care mm. of me, but he will shower his affections and give all the favor and like all the extra love to the other person. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm saying that. But that has been something that has been like kind of a main Struggle for me. Whoa. <laughs> Saying it out loud. Sounds Good so percent. stupid out loud. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I got to tell you, do you know, one of, one of my big ones is, um, is that you will never have stability. You will always live in lack. You won't have enough. You'll fail. Crazy. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think um, since we're all just laying it out there, I think mine has been, um, you're stupid. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Miss Mike Drop with pearls of wisdom coming out of her mouth it, every week. It, well, it, it really, it's really crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's so funny saying it out loud too, right, Christina? I mean, so resonate with that. But, but also, you know, um, in my forties, it was like, I felt, I honestly, it happened to me at 26. I was like, I'm too old. Like I was in LA and you know, the music industry. And it was like, I didn't want to tell anybody my age. Cause I was 26. I'm like, you're too old. What? Right. And just always, you know, when you said, you know, uh, a dollar short a day late or something, whatever that you said, Cynthia, a day late. I've always felt, I, right. I, I, I have definitely, the enemy has come against me to say, you just, you just always miss it, girl. You just, oh, it's almost always um, like, there's like, I'm about to do something and it just gets shut down. And, um, you know, I, in retrospect now, I, man, I can look back and go, God really saved me in some really mm. critical moments. Yeah. And, 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 and now I think, you know, I've come from this drama um, victim mentality into an empowerment mentality where now I feel like, you know, um, I'm not a hero. I mean, it, it, that like that, a you know, in the victim mentality and the chaos, you know, if you can try to be a hero, even in the chaos, but when you live an empowered life, you become a coach and you lift other people up. So it's like, you know, um, I've had to declare over my life, you know, that I set the course of my life with my words and that they talked about that in James and in Proverbs. Um, and 
that, and also that I live under supernatural protection, you know, from all of that. But I, I have, I've definitely felt, yeah, I'm too old. I'm not enough. Uh, that those, those words have come against me and I just keep on, honestly, just, I have to go back to the word and the truth of what God's word says. And, and, and Christina Boudreau, like, because we're definitely going to get into the how do we get out of this thing. But I think it's it's one of the most important things that I have found in my life. And, and it's funny because a, a very longtime friend of mine, Alan, said this to me uh, years ago. And he said, you got to speak your fears out. He said, speak yeah. it out. The second you speak it out, it has no life. You know, so, yeah. you know, and the reality is that the enemy has life when he's hidden in the shadows when he's hidden in the secret. So that secret whisper in the back of your head, that's co-signing with the enemy's plan to cause you to feel extreme disappointment and insecurity, mm-hmm. and fear of failure and all these things that tells you you're too old, you're not enough, you're, you're gonna fail, you always fail. You can't do anything successfully. I mean, I, I, I hear these things like, and, mm-hmm. and I'm aware that, if, if I let them sit there, right there, it's like now imagine a little red devil on your shoulder whispering in my ear, man, I'm sorry, but that stuff begins to cause sickness, you know, and, and inability to move and paralysis and all this stuff. I start to respond to people um, in a way I don't want to respond to them in. You know, like, sorry, I'm in a bad mood. You know, are you really in a bad mood? Because God didn't make us moody. You know what I mean? But but there is an enemy that is maybe tapping at you. So, um, Christina, yeah. Boutel, since we're, we're being transparent, you know, what are the words yeah. spoken over your life that have marked you? You know, I think uh, recently, um, I actually kind of want to go back to like one. So when I was in Florida, um, I don't know if you guys can see, I got this tattoo that says worthy. And um, basically that tattoo was something that um, me and two of my friends from um, Pottersfield, like everything that happened in Montana, like I spent Christmas with them and we all got like these tattoos together with words that meant something to us. But I remember just everything I went through in 2019, that was the biggest thing I struggled with was believing that I was worthy, you know, like worth fighting for, worth defending, worth being there for, you know, I was living in the same house as my abuser, you know, I was you know, um, abandoned by leaders, you know, there's just like all of these things, like the leaders in Montana. And so there is this huge sense and and even the, the loss of like my home there and my stuff, I just dealt with so much shame. And I remember that December when I went to Malaysia to spend, to spend Christmas with my mom's family, the Lord every single day just kept giving me um, an image of a rose, like in my journal every day. He just was like, I want you to receive my love. And it was just all these roses. And it was pretty much just like that I was worthy to receive love again because I had so much loss. And when you lose, God wants to like restore that. But it was really hard to receive because I think love has had so many strings attached in my life. And so I don't receive from people because I don't want to feel like I have to owe them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I remember the day in January, the next month after that, when I went to India, my friend um, who led our team, she gave me a card and on the card. And mind you, this is not something I'm telling anyone. This is just like me and the Lord. Um, She drew a picture of a rose and she said, God wants you to receive his love on this trip because you are worthy. And so that word worthy has been something that is um, so that has been so like ingrained in me, like since then, where I every time I look down at my tattoo, I realize that I'm worthy to receive God's love. I'm worthy to receive the love of the man he has for me. I'm worthy to receive all of these things, because especially like in ministry, I've only ever known what it means to give. I don't really know what it's what it feels like to to receive like extravagant love other than the love of Christ. And so, but the biggest lie I've been fighting in this season is that I'm too much uh, because specifically that like, you know, even just praying about like who God would have for me one day, I've always been told from the time I was little, like you're too tall you know, like my butt's too big, like I'm too vibrant, I'm too joyful, too much of a personality. Like I've been told by people for so long, guys don't approach you because they're intimidated. And so five years ago, my friend that I liked, 
at the age of 25, 26, I dumbed myself down and I dimmed my light because I felt like I was too much. But I'm in a season where, again, the enemy is like no guy, not like no guy, but like you better not shine too bright. You better not like speak with that authority. You better not pray in this way. You better not dress to whatever. The enemy is trying to dim my light and dim my color because this lie of you're too much has been like permeating like my thoughts. And so... And a part of me is like afraid because I'm like, well, if I'm too much, then maybe whoever God has for me will be intimidated and they won't pursue me because I'm too much. But I'm just at a point where I'm like, no, dude, because the men in my life, like Ryan Reese and Sonny and our whosoever guys, those are all my brothers. They are constantly putting fuel to the fire to make my light shine brighter, you know? And so they've helped me fight that fear, but it's in a ministry setting. But when it comes to my personal life, and who God would have for me, that's the lie that I've been fighting is just um, that I'm too much. You know, my calling has been too much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like who I am is too much. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's powerful because uh, my, you know, the, the next thing I, I want us to talk about is really, you know, how do you see yourself today and do you see a connection to those words? And I mean, I think it's it's obvious and it's a great kind of segue uh, from what Christina, what you're saying, there is definitely a connection between how we see ourselves today and those words. Because, you know, I, I'm sitting here thinking about what you're saying. And I, I remember for years, I think sometime in my early 20s, someone said something like that to me, like, oh, it's a lot, you know, you're a lot. And it was someone that I opened up to about my abuse, about the things I've been through. And it was like, whoa, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too much. And then it was the, you're intimidating, which had to do with your success, your personality, your bigness. Right. And, and I realized something, you know, and it, it happened during, you know, the year with COVID when, when someone said to me, you know, your voice is too powerful. You, you should only say essentially what I want you to say, because if not, you're going to lead people in a way I don't agree with. And, and that was kind of about, I don't know if you guys remember a very close friend of mine, and it was really about politics and, and, and um, conservative values. And it's really a trip because I can see how it impacts me, but I can also see how it's totally the enemy. I mean, it's just anything that wants to make you less than what you are in Christ is completely the enemy. You know, I mean, he, he makes us incredible, vibrant, you know, beautiful. I mean, he makes us bigger than life right? We're, we're the daughters of a king. I mean, I think about kings and princesses and palaces and queens and palaces, you know, they, they weren't necessarily playing small, you know, Esther wasn't small. Esther knew the power that she had and took a risk to save her people, you know? So imagine if, you know, Queen Esther, and, and, and I think you guys all know the story of Esther, right? Um, I think about what Esther was challenged with, which was step out of your comfort zone, step out of the role you're in, in which life tells you, you can only see your husband when invited on X day at X time, step out of the role, really be the queen and go to your husband out of turn, out of order, out of sequence, because you're that woman and speak truth into his life about this injustice that's getting ready to happen. And she did that, you know, and in a way, you know, aren't we all really called to be like Esther in that sense? You know, we're God's daughters. We don't have a box that we have to live in. The world wants to put us in a box because it's easier for people in the world to understand us and deal with us if we're in a box, because most people have their minds limited in little boxes, but mm-hmm. we're outside of a box. You know, um, Christina Reynolds, how, what connection do you see to the words that you mentioned in your life today. And I, yeah. I, I probably can guess some knowing you so yeah. well, you know? Oh, I think, I mean, everything that everyone has kind of voiced, 
I've, I can totally identify with at certain points in my life, some more than others at, in different seasons. But I think the biggest thing effect that I've seen on my own life is timidity, shying back from who I am. And I mean, whether it's you think you're stupid or you think you're not enough or you think you're too much or everything is a lie to get you, like you said, Cynthia, to tear away from your identity, to get you to not be yourself, which we Mm. are supposed to be image bearers of God. How are we going to shine that aspect of him or um, express his unique image that has been given us to express if we're sitting here going, oh, no, I can't. I have to or, or, or like, no, it's not for me. I have to shy back. I can't fully you know, be my, I like it. I, I see that in my life in terms of timidity, I will hold back just like Christina was talking about, um, maybe from a different aspect of just like, but I see that restraint because, yeah. um, yeah. there's this attack against who we are individually. So it's, if it's never enough, then why am I doing it? Or if I'm not smart enough, I'm just going to shut my mouth. Or if I'm too powerful, I'm going to shut my mouth. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. all, to get us to freeze and just not right. be who God created us to be. Right. Or if I'm, if I'm too old, why, <laughs> why ridiculous. work it anymore? If I'm, and you know, Nova, it's crazy, but I got to tell you, I started getting that one at 20, about 21 or 22 years old. I was so ridiculous. That. That's oh, insane. I a, oh, I had a freak out party at, at, at 25. I had a, another one at 30. Like, like seriously, like crazy. <laughs> crazy. Now that, I mean, at the time it wasn't crazy. It was, oh my God, I'm getting too old. Now that I look back on it, I'm like, whoa, like the enemy has been trying to rip you off in this way since you were 22 years old. That's insane. You know? So imagine by the time you get to be 50, 55, 60. And you know, it's funny because I remember T.D. Jakes, Bishop Jakes preached a sermon um, years and years and years ago, I was probably 36 at the time called. Um, and he said, and he presented the question, what are you going to do with the life you have left? And that just rocked me because I was like, Oh, Oh boy, I don't have a lot of life left. And then he went on to talk about how there was a 70 year old listening to that question. And there was a a 50 year old listening to that question. And there was an 80 year old listening to that question. And, And when he went through the power that God has in every year of our lives and can have through us and for us and with us in every year of our lives, in every season of our lives, in every stage of our lives, I was literally jumping up and down in the middle of the floor, as people often do, I guess, when you're listening to Bishop T.D. Jakes. But I really was because it totally Mm -hmm. it ripped a lie off of me. And that lie wants to tell me every day to this day. And see, that's the thing about words. Like, I can tell you what the solution is. It does not mean that the struggle isn't there. And and I'm getting to it. You know, I'm I'm getting better at making the struggle go from I've been in this for a week to I've been in this for five minutes. You know, like yeah. I, this, this struggle's lasting five minutes. Yeah. It's all fear. Like for me, the, the words cause me a lot of fear. Just fear mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. everything, every imaginable thing. Fear that something's going to happen to my son. Fear that something's going to happen to me. Fear that something's going to happen to my husband. Fear that we're not going to be able to pay, you know, the bills. I mean, there can be a ton of money in the bank. And I'm telling you, I have fears that we're not going to be able to pay the bills. Like that we're going to live in lack. It's all going to go away. It's going to disappear. Fear that someone's going to hack. Here's a good one. Fear that someone's going to hack your bank account and take all your money. Because, you know. All well, the hack- great. Now I'm going to stress about that. Thanks right. a lot. Yeah, right, 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 right. Because, like, all the hackers out there have my name and they're coming for me. Like, insane. And we know, speak it now, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So, Nova, like, what about you? Like, what's the connection? between the words that have marked your life and where you are today and how you live. Hmm. I think um, I used to live in a mindset that life was happening to me. And now I'm living a life where I know that life is happening for me. So it used to happen to me, which felt very victim. And now it's happening for me. So anything that comes 
I can be empowered um, in Christ Jesus with whatever's in front of me. And I can stand firm, you know, in whatever, in the day of evil that Ephesians 6.13 says, right? Like whatever's happening, I can stand firm. But I'm not... uh, I, I'm not this person that life happens to. It's like um, it's happening for my for me. Like there's something in this, and now I become teachable. Now I am, you know, living above my circumstances, and I'm with Jesus. So it's like, well, it's not happening to me. It's happening for me because Jesus is with me in this. So I'm completely empowered by Him and you know, I can cast every lie into the pit where it belongs. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I feel grateful. Now, I think um, I used to just, you know, throw myself a pity party. Um, when I, I thought, you know, things happen, and it's just, I'm always just, it's not, I'm not quite there. And I don't know, I, I think it's taken time. And it's taken solitude and quiet and listening. I I think I've been a huge self sideline, you know, I side, self sideline, like I'll, I'll do it to myself because I'm actually in the back of my mind, sometimes believing the lie, you know, where I'll be working with a ton of men. And this isn't, I don't want to make this about male, female, but, you know, even just living out as an empowered woman in this world, we can self sideline because we don't think we're worth it. Like you shared Christina Boudreaux, you know, it's like, I, I'm not, I mean, they're, I mean, they're probably going to get, get the position just because they're a man. And so I might as well just dumb it down because I'll just like help everybody get along. And as opposed to really living an empowered, powerful life and speaking up. And I, I think I used to dumb myself down uh, so that I would make men in my life feel better about themselves. Yeah. And um, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not, I just see her faces. Me and Christina over here are like, mm. yeah, I'm like, yeah, I think I went the opposite direction. <laughs> so I dumped them down <laughs> so that they would not have a dominance over me. You know what that may be though? Deep, deep lesson, Nova. Thank you for this. Christina and Christina and I were all sexually abused. It's interesting because something in me will rise up sometimes and it's not right with men. Well, I, I rise, I rise up, but it, it, it's, I, it's the, it's like I, when I get away and I'm emotional and I'm like, and I have like, I have like probably been inappropriate and like, I don't know if it's inappropriate, whatever it was. Like I've had these moments, but I, you know, I, I had some men come against me, maybe not in the same way as you guys, but, um, I think I just was like, I'm the youngest. I think it was better. I was like, mm. I'm just going to be quiet. No one's going to listen. I'm the baby. No one cares. Mm. They needed to hear from you. Trust Dude, me. Dude, trust me. Like this week, I said that to my siblings. We were having this amazing discussion. We were talking kind of outside of our group. And I, I was like, gosh, you guys, I don't even want to put my voice out there because I'm the baby. Like no one cares. No one's going to listen to the baby. You know, and so I never think I'm worth um, the time to speak out in truth. Mm. And that that's the enemy, you know, and that's where I fight. And and that's where Mm. I go from. I'm not going to be this baby and this victim of being a baby. And I'm going to live empowered where I do have things to say. And Mm. I can speak to every mountain of discouragement, stress, depression, lack and yeah. All of that. And, and it can be cast into the sea in the name of Jesus. Like I can live that way, but I have to, I think, get quiet and listen yeah. and, as opposed to talking at God, just stopping and listening and then declaring the truth and speaking it out. Cause I know you said that Cynthia, just like, you know, it's important that we speak it out, but for me, sometimes I can speak out the lies and, and I can get in this, in this system of like drama. And so I have me, I have to get quiet. Then I have to look at the truth and then I have to speak the truth. Yeah. Hmm. So good. That's really good. And know that I'm born of God and the evil one can't touch me. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I love what you said, Nova, because like, I think, I don't know, like I, 
like I've had just like so many men, like good men in my life that have just like constantly given me a place like to share my voice, you know, like even over the last several years, like even some, like I remember when we were on tour in Taft, like we had this huge event that Friday night, like when we're, and um, usually like uh, with this specific event, like some events we each do like 10 minutes, like Ryan will do 10 minutes, I'll do 10 minutes and someone will close it up or something. But like Ryan and Sonny were there and like they had like some other people and they were both like Christina, like tonight's yours. And I was like, yo, that's awesome. They're like, take it. And they were like, we'll close. And I just was like, God oh, bless dude. those men. God yeah. bless those men. I, yeah. I know I know very few men like that. I know yeah. Roger's like that. I know my Ricky yeah. is like that. But there are very mm-hmm. few men that are not intimidated by a very strong, Ex- powerful, and anointed woman. Yeah. They're intimidated. And it's so crazy to me. I'm like, yeah. we are your greatest advocates. Like, yeah. we could just be lifting each other up and empowering. Yeah. But it is hard in this world to be that yes. kind of man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm so encouraged by like, you know, even as I'm just voicing like my this this thing that the enemy has been going at me with, I'm looking at three women who have husbands. Right. Who are like, you know, who back you guys like when I think of, you know, Roger and he's just like, you know, I bet you when he sees Cynthia doing her thing, he's like, that's my woman right there. And then same thing with your husband, Ricky, you know, I bet he's just like, you know, I'm just gonna let baby girl and same thing with Christina, you know, like, her husband is just like, oh, for sure. And so I feel like, too, just, you know, that the enemy for me has just been like, well, Christina, if you shine too bright, then who God has for you won't, you know, pursue you and you'll be stuck in this, whatever. But I'm looking at three women that God's not going to bring a man in my life. Who's going to be intimidated. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. He's going to bring a man in my life. That's going to be like, Oh my queen. Yes. Right. You know, it's funny because when you said that, when you said that earlier, Christina, I was thinking, yeah, but in a certain sense, you know, uh, the whole guys are intimidated comment. I got to a point, and, and you guys are younger than me, and I'll tell you, when you've been fighting as long as I have to claim your identity, to grab hold of the promise of God, to stand in them, to fight, to rise up in your spirit, you, you know, you do start, some things start getting like, oh, okay, once you figure out that it's them and not me, now I'm like, mm-hmm. so yeah, a lot of men are intimidated by, intimidated by my power or my strength, their problem, not mine. Not gonna respond. Yeah. Not so Cynthia. Like you know, someone someone said that to me once. Like you know, a lot of things are gonna knock at your front door. Doesn't mean you have to open the door <laughs> and invite them in. I'm not. You know what? Guys like you are not invited into my home. Click. Mm. You know, and you get mm. to. It's not. It's not unfeminine or ungodly to draw boundaries in the sand and say, this is what Jesus says about me. You love it, support it, worship at the altar over it or keep stepping. And, and I'm, I'm, I, I am, I mean, I definitely, and this is only God working on my inner man over the years. So whatever you're going through, if I know if these struggles are tapping into you, a lot of times when the comments aren't flowing freely, 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 I think you guys are like this. Like you're really listening in your heart because this is tapping into people. God is working on your inner man. Your relationship with Christ is building you daily. And I promise you there come, there will come a day and there come those moments. And I know that Christina, Christina and Nova have had them like I have where you stop and you go, oh, wow, God's done a new thing in me. Cause I didn't just crumble the way I normally would, or I Amen. didn't down the way that I would, or not only did I stand up, I didn't have to curse everybody out in the room and be a sinner uh, the way that I, cause a lot of times, you know, in, in my fight, I would go to a fight back that was so hard that it was like broken much <laughs> in there. Mm. And I had to realize like, okay, you know what? There's a little brokenness here. You don't have to fight with, um, you know, an elephant gun, you know, a, a baseball bat would have been enough, you know, with a little bit of love. And so you start learning to temper those responses, I think, and, and, and try to speak your truth and love, but, but also man, self love and identity. It's, 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 it is everything because the more that you know about your identity in Christ, your identity as a daughter, your your identity as someone who's more than a conqueror, 
your identity as someone who can do all things through Christ who strengthens her. Like the more you actually just speak those words over your life and and make covenant with those new words, those scriptures, Mm -hmm. those promises, you know, God called you worthy. He called you worthy and you can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens you, you know? And, and, and I, I think, listen, and I think it's writing and you might try this all week long, writing down what God says about you on post-it notes and sticking them all over your computer or all over your apartment and your house. That is so powerful. And it is so necessary because, you know, to break a bad habit, it takes an athlete like 32 times more doing something the right way. So like if you're shooting and you're, you, you know, your, your three point shot is incorrect and you practice it for years. So your muscles automatically move a certain way when you release the ball. I, I'm a horrible basketball three point shooter, but I am doing something that comes from experience with my son. So when you want to shoot differently, right. And the release has to be different. Now you need like, 32 times more, I think it's like 32 weeks or something like that, more time using your muscle to cause a different and a new reflex, you know, than than the old one that you automatically fall into. So it's a lot like that with these words that have been spoken over your life. You know, some of these words spoken over your life have been spoken by people who actually love you. Parents can do it all the time. That's why I always say parenting is not for the stupid. And there are too many stupid people having babies because from the second you hold that child right here, man, everything you say is determining what happens here. So you can start to say, hey, champ, hey, smarty pants, hey, beautiful, hey, handsome, like everything you sow into this vessel is going to like, it's going to stay there. It's going to whisper in its ear, right? What do you want whispering in your child's ear? Start to whisper those things in your own ear. And when you hear the enemy whispering something that's the opposite, identify it. You know it's the enemy. Does God ever tell you you're too old, Nova? Does God ever say you're not talented enough, Christina? He gave you the talent. You know, does God ever say you're not attractive? I look at all three of you and I'm like, yeah, I defy any Bible TV show to touch this. You can't touch this. We are fierce. We are fabulous. We are hot. We're sexy. We're all those worldly things, but we're God girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to get your Jesus confidence on, man. <laughs> exactly. Like, what can you actually not do right. through Christ who strengthens you? You know, I know it. I know that you, I know that all of you. Women, man, we have done a lot of things and it is because of Christ. So take five seconds and really recognize it is Christ who has strengthened you, you know, to be sitting here today in spite of the distractions in your life or in spite of even maybe your struggles with your faith or even, you know, maybe you're struggling with feeling like I don't have anything important to say or I'm I'm not worthy to be here or I'm not talented enough. It's all passed me by. Or what am I really doing anyway? In spite of all of those negative voices, we're here. Why? Because there's a mustard seed of faith. You know, why? Like, that's a really great question. Why do you continue to get up every day? Is it hope? You know, is it hope? Is it some measure of faith? I think in a way for me, I get up every day because there is still a measure of hope that those negative voices that try to speak to me and tell me that I can't and I won't, you know, and I shouldn't and I didn't. There's a measure of hope that God can do all things, that God really can. He can make it appear out of thin air. He can make a way out of no way. I mean, that is the God that we serve, right? You know, what is it that what is it that makes you keep going, Christina? This has been a really hard week, so I I will say, like, 
But you're uh, here. So I feel like I'm really, I am and here. And, and I, you're gorgeous. I, thank you. But I feel like I'm, I'm like, I'm being faced with what we're talking about. Like specifically in this season is so transitional for us. And there's so many questions and so many, I think, disappointments and broken expectations of what my expectations were. And, and I think the thing that gets me up and keeps me going is the fact that I know that his plans are greater than mine. You know, I know that what he has for me is so much bigger than what I could ever imagine. And I really do trust and believe that he's a really good steward of me. I belong to him and he's really, really faithful and committed to the things that are, that are his, you know? So I think I've just been putting my trust in him over in myself and my own really frail ability to um, make things happen or figure out my future or figure out my relationships or control my children's lives. I mean, whatever it may be, I I'm just, I'm just trusting him. I just know that he's good. He's proven himself to me to be good through some very, very difficult seasons. And I think that's the one thing that that's the hope that I have and that he's really like what you entrust him, which I've entrusted myself to him. He will always reap a reward. He will be, I mean, faithful to the end to like steward, steward me well. And even when I can't steward myself. So I'm just trusting that he's really good. And that though I can't see the next step or what's going on exactly right now. And I'm in this transitional season, like he's with me and he's got it covered. And if I will just surrender to him, that's all he's asking for. So it's like in weakness, I'm waking up and going, I'm going to still say yes, but I'm super weak right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. But God, weird. God sure sounds really strong through you, Christina. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you're a testimony of the word of God coming to life actually. Cause I'm sitting here yeah. looking at you going, you have a peace and a shalom yeah. about you and a confidence and a mm-hmm. like unshakable, unmovable, like character. And yeah. that is, that's such an encouragement to, I know whoever's watching, but also personally to me, because, you know, uh, you really are, have been steadfast and, and just, you're not giving up is hopeful yeah. and it's beautiful yeah. and inspiring. Yeah. You, you thank got, you, you know, for, we've got some new viewers with us this week and then thank you got for joining us. And I, for those of you who don't know Christina Reynolds, I, I have to tell you, like, I mean, Christina, you're, you're, you are truly servant hearted. Like you have served at the international house of prayer at IHOP in Kansas city faithfully. I, I met you there and you're, you're still serving the community there. And I watch you and CJ and, Man, I mean, you guys are kind of poetry in motion in ministry in terms oh. of, of dealing with the responsibility and not complaining and having grace for others. When I know that, you know, people can make you want to kill them, you know, I mean, it's hard being, a, you guys, it's hard. It, it, I mean, if you're leading anybody, even if it's two people at work, two people in your home or 2000 people, it doesn't matter. It's hard. Leadership mm. is hard because, you know, my, my husband always says, and he's right. If you don't want to change poopy diapers, don't go into ministry. And oh, oh gosh, I feel convicted. It's true. And, well, sometimes I'm the one pooping the diapers. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all it's all true. But but you, the enemy lies big in your life, Christina. I do know. I know that. You know, and I know that he lies as big in your life as he does in my life and, and in mm. maybe all of your lives. And I, I honestly think that to whom much is given, much is truly required. Because I think mm. that God, I mean, God has given you a deep well of talent. And I, I, I think the point of freedom for you and you guys are so, you guys are young still. All three of you, you're young. And sometimes I'll get emails from some of the girls who watch us. And I'm like, you're 25, you're 35, you're 40, you're young. Uh, Christina, it's like, I think the the point of freedom for you, and it's the point of freedom for all of us, is where you find that place where you say, God made me, I'm Mm -hmm. enough, I'm going for it. 
It's going to be mm-hmm. my way. I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to all of these other external suggestions because in here, there's a gut that happens. Mm. And if you follow that gut, you are in a flow, man. And I, and I think, I think, you know, it's interesting preaching and Christina Boudreaux, I think you and I have to rely on this a lot more because when you're, when you're preaching and opening your mouth, it's like, okay, God, what do I say? And he's got to show up. And if he don't, you know, I'm going to try not to speak because I sure know it's not going to be very powerful. And I, I mean, you know, it just is what it is. It's like, it's God's word. It better come out right. And he better be yeah. doing it. with, with Nova and Christina Reynolds. You guys are, you guys are gifted in music. You're talented. You know, you have a gift and it's a, and creativity is, it's so vulnerable, such a vulnerable place to live. And, and I think in the world that we live in, when you look at secular singers and secular music and secular creativity and the expression of it, which is like, okay, it's interesting. It's not necessarily glorifying of God. It's glorifying of flesh and a lot of things. And I don't know. I just imagine that you go through a lot of dealing with the mocking spirit, you know, a mocking mm. enemy. And um, that enemy is really, really real, you know? And if, if, if mm. I may actually kind of, we'll start it this week and save it for next week, because I think this is a dialogue that should continue. And I think as we go through the week, I would love for all of you watching to begin to make your notes. And then next Saturday, you know, which will be the first Saturday in June, um, for those of you who will see this week in a repeat episode, bring your questions to Girl Club, write it down. Really, what is the mocking enemy really doing? Because I got to tell you, mocking spirits make fun of your God-given identity and their purpose Mm -hmm. in life is to limit you. And if you're feeling limited and constrained and passed by and overlooked, you're probably dealing with some mocking spirits. And, and it's, it's obvious because God says that you're more than good enough. You're more than a conqueror, right? Romans 8, 37, read your word, right? God called you worthy and, and said that you can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens you in Philippians 4, 13. Christina Boudreaux tattooed it right there, worthy, right? Yeah. You're not rejected but you're adopted into the family of God's only son. It says that in Ephesians 1, 5. Well, demons of mockery are common thieves, okay? And they come to steal, kill, and destroy. We know that from John 10, 10. They come to steal, kill, and destroy. Do you feel like something's been stolen from you right now? Christina Reynolds, it kind of, when I, when I watched what happened in your spirit speaking, I can tell there's something that's making you feel robbed or ripped off or sad and kind of destroyed in a way for all that you thought, you know, you say like all that I thought that I would be <laughs> get it, man. I get it. Cause I, I, I deal with it. You know, I deal yeah. with, it, you know, um, those demons of mockery remind you of your past to abort your future. And you've mm. got you got it. Like we're none of us are immune to hearing demons, but knowing the truth that keeps you from listening and agreeing with their lies is everything. Okay. Cause they come to steal, kill and destroy. And they want to remind you of your past to abort your future. Mm. And is there an area right now where any of these, these voices, right? Cause they're demonic voices. Are they trying to remind you of your past to abort your future? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to say like, this is, this is just like a practical thing. So like yesterday um, I shared at like a women's rehab in LA and these women do, there's just like gnarly stuff they're going through. Right. And on the way back, cause there was just like stories of story of just like, you know, a lot of these women, you know, came off the street, they were like, you know, addictions, but also they had been trafficked, you know, just like all these different, there was just like, it was just nuts. Okay. So I had like a two hour drive back to Thousand Oaks and I was just like processing. And a part of me was just being reminded, you know, of my trauma, you know, from my childhood. And even in a season where, you know, I'm just like, God, like, I always wanted to save 
myself for my spouse, you know, and I haven't, I've never even gone on a date with a boy or held a boy's hand or, or danced with a boy. And, and it's literally like, I, I was like on the way, like driving and I was like, God, and it's sad that I was the one person that wanted to save myself, but this was stolen from me. And now I feel like it's gone, but I didn't give it willingly. But the image the Lord gave me was like, Christina, like your soul, your story is your sword that I've given you. And on the cross, I redeemed all things. And you need to silence the voice of the enemy that says that you have nothing left to give because you never gave that up. Like you never gave up your innocence. You never gave up your purity or your body. Someone took it, but the Lord reminded me I redeemed it. And without your story of your rape by a woman, you wouldn't have the sword I've given you. And then that's what, that's what the Lord was reminding me. Like your sword is the greatest gift I've given you to do battle, to help others. And so part of me was like, Lord, would I be willing to give up this sword to, to take back what was, what happened to me, you know, like to restore my innocence and purity. But God's like, no, I'm going to give you a sword of your story. Plus on the cross, I restored your purity. Plus I restored your innocence, you know? And so I think like when the enemy tries to come and reminds you like, Oh, it's gone. And, no one like you're not pure anymore and you're not whole anymore, innocent anymore, you know, because of my trauma. It's like, dude, like the only sexual experience I've ever had was my trauma, which is so sad, you know? And it was when I gave my heart to Jesus as a little girl and that was still happening to me. Like that's you know, for another conversation, but just when the enemy comes and reminds you that, Oh, it's gone. And, and yeah. God robbed you. No, no, no. That's when you take up your sword and you're like, oh, well, Jesus gave me this. And you point to the cross and you're like, and he also redeemed like you like you, the enemy took a, a bag of gold coins. God gave me two bags of gold coins back, you know, like he restores double what the enemy took. And so I think in those moments where you feel like the enemy is taken and he tries to remind you of like how God wasn't faithful, throw it back in his face and just point to the cross. And like, there's nothing that the cross didn't pay for and redeem or heal. Amen. And it's daily. It's yeah, it's daily. It is daily because I, yeah. I I think about sometimes that voice that says, well, you know, you can't because. And it's like, mm-hmm. that may have been what because you failed yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Today's a new day. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm armed with the ability to breathe, air in my lungs, and, and mm-hmm. this, this little light of mine, I'm going to find a way to let it shine. And, you know... Yeah. you know, this little song of mine, I'm going to write it and I'm going to sing it. And it doesn't matter who says I can't sing it this way. I'm going to sing it the way that it comes out of me because that's the way God made me. And I mean, we can never be any better than we are when we're being who God made us to be truly. Mm. And and, and the lie of the enemy, it's right. The lie of the enemy today is that God didn't make me what I really want to be that was a mistake. I need to authentically be this over here, this other thing. And I'm going to strive to be this other thing. But the reality is that even if you change yourself, maim yourself, you know, kill yourself, uh, prostitute yourself, abort yourself, you, you can't ever be anything more or less than what God created you to be. And mm. You got to really know what he created you to be. And it's got to be more powerful in you than the lies against, you know, his truth for you. And, you know, I think about like the three simple, you know, uh, steps to begin conquering these demons of mockery and these hindering spirits and these words, you know, these words, um, these words that will set themselves up with spirits of rejection, which, oh boy, what a mess that becomes when you've got a mocking demon and a spirit of rejection. And I, I think, I think next week we'll, we'll really dive more into that, but just kind of in a simple closing this week, we, we sort of all, we keep kind of going back to that kind of three simple things, right? We spend time in God's word daily because the only way to know who you are in Jesus Christ is to meditate daily on his word. And, you know, for those of you watching, the book of Ephesians and Colossians are really good places to start. So this week, start there if you haven't read the book of Ephesians and the book of Colossians. Ask God to reveal his truth to you through the power of the Holy Spirit before you begin reading your Bible every day. And, 
you know, I had a pastor friend say, you'd never starve your body of food intentionally. So why would you starve your spirit of the food it needs, which is God's work? Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two, you got to replace the wrong self image with God's image of you. You cannot become who God says you are unless you see yourself as God sees you, period. You're going to become what you imagine, whether that image is positive or negative. So true. You know, if we think we're a failure, I swear to you, I promise you, you will be a failure. I've done it. I've been my years all in my life, time after time, after time, after time. So we have to deal with our imagination and get it in line with God's opinion of us. Right. You know, vain imaginations set themselves up against the word of God. Ephesians, read it. Colossians, read it. It's in the word. We cannot let what people say or our wrong agreements with the enemy in aligning with those negative words become who God says that we are. We can't let those things determine our identity or more importantly, our future. And our future may be tomorrow. Right. Because many of us were wrestling today. So it happens today. That's why I said today we have to break these word curses. For better or worse, words have yeah. life, but they don't have yeah. to till death do we part. So yeah. you know, um, there is a prayer, you know, that I, I, I would love to pray us out on uh, today. Yeah. And, um, Anna, um, our director there in the sky, virtually, um, if you might post that prayer, I would love. Um, for all of you watching and for all of us to just really say these words. And you know what, Christina Reynolds, you actually pray this prayer today? Yeah. Real simple. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Canceling okay. things. Yeah. All right. yeah. Ah, I love it. Don't cancel <laughs> culture. Cancel those negative words spoken over your life. That's our right. cancel culture as daughters of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So good. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm just going to try to remember everyone's thing. Okay. Well, you want me, you want me to just read this right here? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. And, All and right. do it and embellish. Go for it. Go okay. where the Lord takes you. Oh, well, Father, we love you so much. We thank you that we mm-hmm. belong to you, that you have marked us. You said, these ones are mine and nothing can change that. Nothing can change that. No lie, no circumstance, no sin, nothing can change that at all. And we rest in full assurance and confidence in that reality that we belong to you. Father, Lord, we just cancel every word curse of feeling stupid and not enough, feeling um, like we will never have enough, that we're too much, that we're not worthy. Every lie that comes against our identities, we cancel them in the name of Jesus. Um, everything that, um, we have spoken over ourselves, we break all agreement with those word curses and declare that they will have no power over us from this day forth. God, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us and cleanses us and redeems us from the pit. And Lord, we just purpose in our hearts to speak and agree with words of life and to reject Mm -hmm. and, um, completely reject um, words of death over our lives. Lord, we take a stand today and we we say that we want to agree with you. We love your truth. We love your word. Um, mm. We thank you that you are more than able to break through all of this. God, your voice is louder. Your voice is stronger. What you say is the only thing that matters. So God, we align mm. ourselves with you today and we just thank you for the breakthrough that is for today and the days ahead in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I'm over here getting delivered, Amen. dude. I'm done. Oh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. I hope I, I'm looking at some of these comments from Miche and Terry Barry Howard, and um, I'm so happy, Terry, that you're hearing from the Lord. And um, and if God has told you that He's going to restore your marriage, then then He will do it because God loves mm-hmm. marriage. He loves marriage. God loves the union of godly believing people. And if you have not read The Power of a Praying Wife by Stormy Omartian, O-M-A-R-T-I-A-N, old school book, current school power. That's all I have to say. Girl, I'm about to write that down. She said prayer of the what? The power of (laughs) a praying Praying wife. wife. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and let me tell you, just because you said it's your sword, your, your testimony, your story, your struggle, your pain, what you're going through the, to, to claim your identity is your sword. I want to add to that. It's your sword to help other women retrieve and claim their identity. You might want to read by Lisa Bevere, Girls with Swords. <laughs> okay. I want to check that one out also. <laughs> And and you you got it. And and you know what? Nova, Christina, and Christina, I'm actually just getting a word for the, the three of you. Um, I see books in you. And and the and, and I do. I see books in you. And and that's probably why the enemy has worked so hard to silence you, to tell you you're stupid, to tell you you're not enough. Because you guys, I have you here and 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 in my life and on this girl club as leaders because I recognize I game recognizes game. I see you. I see you. I see your power and your beauty. And so for all of you out there, shout hallelujah today if you pray that prayer, because honestly, it's your time to shine. You know, we mm. talked about this a little over a year ago, Esther Rising. You know, and it dawned on me when we got done last week that that's that was for us because that's what we all are. We are Esther's yeah. rising all around the globe. Yeah. Yes. And so, and yeah, who knows whether you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I'm here to tell you right now you have you're here right now and you're alive for such a time as this. Your voice is necessary. The words in you is necessary. Your experience is necessary. The power that you carry is necessary. You know, so if you're waiting for permission, Nova, Christina, Christina, Miche, Terry, D, whoever else is watching, Veronica, if you're waiting for permission, in Jesus' name, I feel led to tell you right now, I give you permission. The Lord of the Lord God is giving you permission to be everything that He created you to be. Don't hold back. If other people can't stand the light in the kitchen, tell them go in the living room. You <laughs> have been. <laughs> You have been a part of I write uh, that down too. Amen. <laughs> You've been a part of another girl club. We're going to jump and run for today. We will see you next week. We're going to pick up and talk some more about how to actually these mocking spirits and these things, just in case they raise their head this week. Cause I want you to be a noticer of yourself this week. Okay. I want you to write down the things the enemy is telling you and the covenants that you're the thoughts that you're making covenant with over your life. And I want you to begin to do those three simple things to break those things. And I want some praise reports next week. And for the, for all four of us, let's try to be a noticer of this stuff this week, you know, and, 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 and I'll hear some praise reports also from you guys. Okay. I love you guys. I love you. I love you you all to death. Power be with you. See you guys next week. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.